Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, that you still speak to us. That you haven't changed, Lord. Yesterday, today, and forever, you are the same. Father, I pray that our ears would be open to hear your voice, that our hearts would be open to receive your word. Literally, Jesus Christ himself. Father, we come this morning giving you all glory, all honor, and all praise because you alone are worthy. Father, we invite you here this morning in our praise and in our prayer, Lord, that you would be present among us, Lord, and that our hearts would be quiet enough to hear your voice and what you are speaking. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We are so glad that you're with us this morning. If you're a guest, welcome. Well, if you've been with us over the past four weeks, you know that we've been on a series uh, talking about prophetic words. Uh, and this, this week would be the fifth week. And we've looked at a lot of scripture in each of the messages that we've uh, gone over in the past few weeks. If you missed any of those, I would highly encourage you uh, to go back and list those, listen to those. Or if you missed uh, all of them, I would, I would go back and listen to those because those really put um, into context what, what we'll be doing this morning. Uh, a few of the topics that we covered in those messages is that, uh, first of all, prophecy is still an active gift in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ himself said that it would be around, the gift of prophecy would be around to the very end of the age. Uh, the second thing that we discussed was that God follows through with his word. If he says it, he will do it. He will accomplish it. Uh, if God, uh, if someone says they're giving a prophetic word or speaking for God and then it doesn't happen, uh, the answer is that word was not from God. Uh, when God speaks, he absolutely will fulfill it. Scripture is very clear on that. The second or the third thing that we looked at is that the Bible teaches us to test prophetic words. Uh, scripture clearly teaches over and over and over in many places that there are false prophets. Uh, how many of you know that people lie? Uh, and how many of us here could say that we have not lied ourselves? Uh, that's, that's something common to the human race. And so just because someone says, I, I have a word from the Lord, does not mean that they have a word from the Lord. And so just like we just mentioned, that, need, that word needs to be tested. Uh, we need to, to see if the Holy Spirit confirms that word to us. So just, just because someone says they're speaking for God absolutely does not mean that's the case. And then we finished up last week with a message that looked at how all the gifts, including prophecy, operate in an orderly manner. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And I shared with you last week uh, that at the very beginning, or actually before uh, we started this series, that I felt like God was saying that when we wrapped it up, or at the end, uh, that he was saying that we needed to, to have a space, a time for him to speak and actually speak some prophetic words. Uh, one other thing that I want to point out is a prophetic word is merely hearing the voice of God. So when we pray, uh, 
uh, in, in our personal prayer time and you hear God's voice, he's speaking a word to us. Uh, what turns that into a prophetic word is when he says, okay, that's a word for you to speak to another individual or to a group of people. And then he's giving them a word, and now it's a prophetic word. But it's still God speaking. It's just just for someone else. And so uh, one thing I want all of us to know is that God speaks to us and that you can hear the voice of God. When you pray and you turn your heart to him and you seek him, uh, you will hear his voice and learn his voice. And so I want to encourage you to all be open uh, to hearing his voice. And you may uh, hear something this morning. You may hear him speak to you this morning through one of the words given or just speaking to you, but that may very well just be a word that he's speaking uh, to you. Um, but, but this morning, the words that we will be sharing uh, from here, uh, our prayer is that, that we're only saying what God is saying, uh, specifically what he's saying, not adding to that, not taking away, uh, and, and that we'll uh, hear his voice through those, through those words. Uh, before we get into that, I want to share a couple scriptures that will put this again into context. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 and 3, and we read much of this whole chapter in one of the previous messages But these two verses, it says, starting in verse 1, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Uh, That word consolation also means comfort. Um, So two things there. One, uh, that that we're to pursue love, and this all connected to the previous chapter, which is all about uh, sacrificial love. And then says that we're to desire the spiritual gifts, all of the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy, because through prophecy we upbuild, we encourage, and we console or comfort. And so our prayer this morning is that any of the words shared this morning are going to accomplish one of those three things or all three of those things. The last thing or the last scripture that I want to share with you is from Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And this is actually a prophetic uh, word. And it's a quote from an Old Testament uh, book, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, which is also a prophetic word. Uh, And in this, this prophetic word, it says, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And so we believe uh, that God's going to speak this morning, that he's continuing to speak. And, and this uh, word, and I, there was one that I shared uh, earlier with, with the first service that I may share later. We, the, the word shared may not be the same, so we'll, we'll see. But, but we definitely believe that God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh and that, that we're going to see that change, not just in this body, but throughout the body of Christ and throughout the world as he pours himself out. Uh, and in that pouring out, uh, he's speaking words, words of encouragement, of comfort, of, 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 of building um, and consolation. So uh, the way this is going to work and, and that we uh, did this this morning, um, I asked the elders, their wives, and our worship leaders uh, the, on the worship team specifically, and then one, uh, actually two other individuals, uh, to be praying with us over this period of time and uh, just to be listening and, and praying for this day. And so um, they'll be primarily the ones sharing. Um, if someone else happens to think they get a word, I would ask that you write it down, um, and we'll read that. Uh, you can give it to one of us, one of the elders, uh, later. Um, at another time, we'll, we'll share that at, a, at another time. Um, but 
for this morning, we're primarily uh, going to be looking at the, to the people who, who have been praying and, and kind of preparing for this, this time this morning. Um, so and they may they may be sitting here kind of in a <laughs> preparatory place, um, but uh, that that's that's pretty much it. Um, so again, if you you feel like you hear something, write that down uh, and save it for us for later. But um, we'll we'll start. Looks like with Pastor Daryl is <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm mute or not. You know I always have a word, but really, uh, this did not come. In fact, I had a different word for the first service. It's amazing when you sit down and you you said, okay, God, you have something to say. This is uh, Colossians chapter 3, and I think it's a word uh, for New Covenant. Therefore, as the, uh, verse 12 through 16, 17, excuse me. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and loved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Colossians 3. Uh, Warren Badger as I approached you this morning, I felt the Lord say to, to me to tell you, you're, the Lord sees the yes in your heart. You always think you're coming behind. You're ahead of a lot because of the yes in your heart. And the Lord has great things for you. I give you Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Look at that for you of what God is saying to you, okay? Colossians 3. One through three. Uh, Phyllis Roberts. The Lord says, ask and keep on asking. He hears your prayers a lot more than you think he does. Keep on asking. The Lord loves to visit with you. And he loves to hear what you're asking him. And don't think that he's not hearing you. And so I just encourage you, keep on asking. Keep on asking. And Abby Valdez, the Lord has chased you and caught you. You don't have to worry or fear. Relax. He's got it all lined out. So you just take one day at a time. Forget the future and live today. Because he's got it all under control. Amen. I should have gone before Pastor Daryl. Okay. Um, I have two. Is that okay? Okay. Um, I feel like one of these is for somebody online. I mean, it could be for people here too, but 
um, for sure one of them is for somebody online, and the first one is specifically talking uh, to fathers. And these are for fathers who have had a child miscarry, a child aborted, or who hasn't been able to conceive a child. And you have been strong for everybody else in your family. Um, You don't feel like you can show how much that's hurt you. This child that's been lost, but the Lord sees you, and he knows that you're hurting too. And he says, come to him and let him comfort you. Um, Let him be strong for you, just like you're strong for everybody else in your family. Um, That's the first one. And then the second one is for somebody who was actually maybe forced here to go to church. I don't know if it's a kid, uh, somebody listening online, um, I don't know. But the Lord is going to show you the joy of the Lord. You think church is boring. You don't want to be here. Um, The Lord literally said he's going to knock your socks off. So I want to know who that is when that happens, so please come see me. Um, He gave me the scripture Psalm 126.2, but you're going to go look that up for yourself to begin to have your socks knocked off. Amen. Amen. We won't ask that person to raise their hand. <laughs> Miss Connie? I heard my word has been sown here in this town and this county and this church. My word has been declared. It has been planted. It will come to pass. There is a time of sowing, a time of watering, and a time of reaping. There is a time to harvest. There are things God has said in the past that we haven't seen the fulfillment of yet. We may have thought maybe we hadn't heard correctly, but we did. God will fulfill what he said. Lord, remind us of those things that we give you the glory for that. I heard there are prayers and seeds of his word sown, prayed in the past that the time to be answered is happening. Prayers our, prayer, our parents have prayed and our ancestors have prayed as well as prayers we are praying now and to come being answered. There is a revelation of himself that we will respond to with awe and wonder. Casey, looks like they're they're choosing between themselves. So Chris and I talked a little bit the last couple of weeks, and I kept hearing things but it wasn't for today. Um, It was some random things. And so um, just going with what he's been talking about, learning to hear God and knowing when that is something that's supposed to be shared, that's hard. So sometimes God doesn't talk to me until five seconds before it's supposed to come out, and that's even scarier. Um, But when I got here this morning, I knew that he wanted me to say something about truth. And the whole time during worship, I kept trying to figure out what that was, and I didn't know until a few minutes ago. So I think that this is for a lot of people. Um, I kept hearing, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And um, Jesus said he is the truth. 
Um, so that right there is our invitation to know him, and that means everybody. So I just feel like God is saying, quit listening to the lies. We can all know him, we can all hear him, and he can be the truth for all of us. And anything, I didn't bring my Bible up here, but I feel like he's saying anything outside of this is not the truth. And it's all around us, and it's coming at us, and it feels chaotic. Um, and I just kept seeing, like, um, when the prophets saw the... Um, the armies coming towards them and they were on the hill and that's all they could focus on. And I feel like God is saying, look past that because I'm the truth and I'm behind that and I'm here for you and I'm going to set you free and we're going to get through this. And I think that he wants us to focus on knowing him, knowing that he is the truth, that this is the truth. And that's what's going to get us through. And I've been praying a lot about um, Candy's word about the flood um, that's coming. And I think the flood's all around us. I think that a flood is coming. And I think that people do want healing and they want to know Jesus and they, they don't know how. And I think our job is simple. Pray and tell them the truth. And the truth is they can be set free. They can know him and he can change their lives. And um, I feel like it's that simple. And I feel like the enemy tries to complicate it for us. And God is saying, focus on the truth, show them me, love them, pray for them, and we're all going to be okay. Amen. Amen. And David? This week, the Lord brought some things to my mind. At least I think this is from the Lord about worry versus lordship. Lordship meaning who is in charge, who is our master. And Matthew six twenty four through 34 is what I think I'm to share today. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And then this is the part that really hit me the most. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I think the Lord really impressed on me that When Jesus is the Lord of our life, when our whole life is built on him, we'll still have trouble. But the the fact that he is master, he is Lord, will take care of the worry. And then one other thing that he's been impressing on me sort of comes to my mind from when my wife and I talk about raising children. And uh, we, we worry about them, 
But really all the Lord has called us to do is just be faithful. This applies in anything in life. Just take the steps, obey him, and he's the God in charge of the results. Thank you, David. Amanda? As I was praying this week um, on my way to work, I specifically said, Lord, um, please don't give me a word because I am not, I can't handle that. And I can't handle um, delivering that. And then instantly um, he spoke to me through song because he knows that that's where my heart is and that's where he meets me, which is such a beautiful thing. Um, And the song is called The Battle is Yours. And it says, I know the battle, I know the battle is yours. I'm sorry about God. Um, it's always, it's always yours. And then it says, all we have to do is start singing. All we have to do is start praising his name. And the enemy runs away. And so I'm, I, I instantly claim that for my family, for Maverick who was in the car with me, and then for New Covenant. All we have to do is start singing and praising his name. And the enemy runs away. It is so simple. Amen. Thank you, Amanda. Before we continue, I just want to take a moment. Um, one, of the, one of the words that I've been here for a while um, and just was reminded of this morning is that uh, God's speaking you know, to you and you're hearing him, and but many of you aren't, maybe you haven't been used to hearing his voice, and so you've questioned it. And uh, one of the words that uh, one of our, our worship leads, Stacy, shared last night uh, during the worship night um, was that oftentimes God doesn't move until we step out in faith. And so, you know, there's a passage in the Bible that the, the water didn't part until the priests actually put their feet in the water. And there's several other passages like that. Uh, that in one in one instance, God sent, you know, Amanda was just talking about praise, that he said, uh, send the, the worship team out in front of the army. And when they got there, the, the battle had already been won. God fought the battle for them and destroyed the other army. And all they did was praise him. All they did. That's a lot. It's, it's, that's, that's one of the biggest things we can do along with prayer. Um, but, but in each one of those things, we're responding to his voice. And I was sharing with one of our elders, Mike, just to, in between the two services. Um, God never asks us to do something, uh, you know, very physically difficult uh, or, or almost impossible before he's going to move. And what came to my mind as I was talking to him was, you know, many of us may have been watching the Olympics, you know, over the past few weeks. And, you know, these people uh, practice eight, 12 hours a day for years and years and years. And the things that they can physically do with their body to all of us is, is impossible, <laughs> you know. But, but with all of that effort, with all of that time, with all of that work, they are able to do what we would most of us say is impossible. But God doesn't say you have to do a double back handspring triple twist and land it and stick the landing. And if you do that, then I'll move. He told Moses, hold a stick out over the water. He told the priest, step into the water. How many of us could take a step into a river? How many of us could hold out a stick? How many of us, when given a word, even though it may terrify us to speak it, can just repeat what God told us? All of us. 
There's not one of us in here who can't respond to the manner that He calls us to. And when we do it, He does the impossible. He does what only He can do by us being obedient to something so simple. It may look foolish, but it's simple. And this, this morning, what we're doing this morning, uh, when we started the first service and coming into this second service, you know, God didn't give us these words in advance. And it was, there was some anxiety. You know, there, there was uh, like, okay, God, you're either going to show up or you're not. You're either going to speak or you're not. And he has shown up and he has spoken these words. And the people who have come up have been faithful to speak those. And I, I thank them for that. But there's a passage um, in 1 Corinthians 3. This is Paul. He says uh, people were, were basically um, being attracted to the person. Um, and, and Paul is saying there's people who are saying, I follow Paul and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not being merely uh, human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth. There's nothing special about hearing God speak and sharing that word. God spoke and we're merely repeating what he's saying. It's God who turns that word alive. It's him who fulfills the prophetic word. It's him who we can uh, count on that if it came from him, it will happen. He will make it happen because it's him who speaks it. We're merely a conduit, speaking what he's sharing. And, and again, I want to encourage you because I believe many of you are hearing the voice of God. You're hearing him speak. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's calling you out to something that you've never stepped into before and you're afraid. And he's saying, step out and you're not going to see me move. You're not going to see me do the miraculous until you take that step. And whatever that is, you know, he may be calling you into ministry, he may be calling you into a new profession, he may be calling you to do something in the community, at home, as a parent, whatever. But you're hearing his voice and you're questioning, is this you? And I I believe his challenge is, yes, it's me. Step out in faith and then I'll do the miraculous. Laura Marie. So, as we've been speaking, I've had this story in my mind of this child in children's church talking about accepting Christ into their life and how they said, when you accept him, he he lives in you. And the kid just kind of looks absolutely shocked and terrified. And they're like, "In, in me? But God's so big. Why can't I see him? And it made me think, of Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. In the world we have now, if we're to be called as Christians and we are to not be ashamed of the gospel, I think the question we should ask ourselves right now is, if God is so big and we ask him to be a part of our lives and come into us, have that childlike faith and be like, then where is he? Why can't I see him poking out? And I just want to encourage you to not be ashamed, and especially for the youth going back to school. I feel this word is, is for you guys. Don't be ashamed. 
of what your peers might say to you or about you. Because the one thing that God wants to see is you poking out of him so that other people can see it too. She was clear to say, I'm not walking to the front. <laughs> I was like, wow, Tammy's going to show her work. <laughs> Keep in touch. Hi. <laughs> I'm Ethan. Uh, I shared this word with the first service, and I'm going to share it with you guys again. Um, when I was here uh, and listening to all the other people I felt it on my heart uh, a verse that I live by it's John 13 34 and 35 it's where Jesus is in the garden and he tells his disciples to love one another like he has loved them so that people will know that he is their disciples and love is hard it's very hard so I kind of just wanted to come up here and tell you guys that even though love is complicated and it's very hard to do, as, as stated in uh, Corinthians 13, 4 through, 5, 4 through 8, um, love doesn't envy and it doesn't, it's not jealous. And it's really not a lot of the things that we are a lot of the time. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we get very jealous very easily. And it's hard. But... One thing to remember, even when it feels like people don't love you or it feels like you're not loving someone enough because they're not responding, that they do love you. And they might just not understand it. And love is very is a very complex emotion. You can love someone as a son or as a daughter, or you can love someone as, as a brother and sister. Love is very different for everyone. And I just wanted to say that no matter how terrible you feel, that a love the size of a grain can feel like the size of a boulder and crush you because you'll feel so loved. And it, as long as you remember that God loves you and that the people who love you will do anything for you, you'll be okay. And I'm going to wrap this up a little bit quicker. <laughs> um, Love is strong, but love is complex. It's like a knot that is getting ever tighter and ever stronger. It will always be untangleable. The only thing that could ever destroy it would be if you were to set it on fire. But if you were to do that, you would have no knot. There is no way to untangle someone's love to you unless you destroy it completely. So if you think that you've untangled someone's knot but not burned it, more often than not, they're still willing to love you. They're still willing to talk to you. And they're still willing to be with you. So, if you're feeling like you've set a knot, on, a knot on fire, sometimes it's just you worrying a little too much. Anyway, I'll get a, I'll stop being a Boy Scout for a little bit and go by. Thank you. I'm going to share a, 
a scripture passage that uh, one of our members passed along to me earlier this week, Brant Martin. It's um, from Isaiah 43, 15 through 20. And this is actually a, a scripture passage that has been uh, spoken over New Covenant prophetically uh, throughout the years, multiple times. And this is in the New Living Translation. It says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls, too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. Um, and there, there's two things about that that have, that have specifically been spoken. And one is that God is going to do a new thing. Uh, and that something new is going to spring forth. And that also um, goes along with the word that, that we've shared that Candy had gotten back in 2019. Also, there's, uh, if you were here, I think it was last week, we passed out those prophetic words written down so that you could join us in praying over those words. And those are on the table in the back again if you weren't here or didn't get one of those. Um, and that God is going, that he can do the impossible. He can... Uh, bring the river into the dry wasteland, but it just again uh, reiterates that only God does the impossible and he can do whatever he sets his mind to. And he's saying he's going to do these things and we're believing uh, that he's going to be faithful. I wasn't going to share this, but you said new. Um, today <laughs> is August 8th, and um, so it's 8 8 and eight means new beginnings, new order. And so it's this morning, I believe it's a double portion. Amen. Thank you. Uh, this morning, as the uh, elders and, and Chris gathered in his office to pray, uh, I hadn't, I haven't, I hadn't been given anything during the week during prayer, but uh, it came kind of suddenly this morning. Uh, the scripture that God shared with me is Revelation 3:20. It says, uh, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends." Another translation is, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock." If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with him, and he with me. And uh, what I what went along with that hearing the word was uh, that Chris, in his obedience to this day, in opening the pulpit, which some of you know can be very dangerous, uh, Chris has been obedient. Uh, our message is to know, hear, and respond to God. And uh, I think the elders will agree with me in saying thank you for being obedient. The hardest part is that responding 
we know, we hear, and we know, and we hear, and we know, and we hear, Chris is a responder. And we should be thankful for his leadership. Thanks for that word, Mike. And we really do believe, um, and I agree with with the word about opening the door, that, that that's our heart is to open the door for God to come in, not only uh, our individual walk with him, but uh, for, for this body that we're saying, God, you do uh, your will. You have your will here in this body, in this church, in this city, uh, in this nation, in this world. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And that, that is our heart. Uh, and I just one more time want to reiterate, I believe many of you are hearing, as, as Mike said, we know and we hear and we know and we hear and we know and we hear. I encourage you, respond. Respond to what the Lord is saying to you. Mike, or oh, there he is. I stand in agreement with uh, with the other elder, Mike, that uh, I'm very appreciative of Chris uh, asking us to respond. And it's a scary place to be. But thank you for pushing us to go there in that direction. I, uh, I'm i hopeful that you heard from God today, whether it was a spoken word from someone or he spoke to you where you were right now. And I have one other special request uh, from the body of Christ. We're called to pray for one another. So we have a special group of people that need prayer today. If you work in any aspect of educating children, just raise your hand. You have to stand up, look around, see who's raising their hand. If you work in the lunchroom, if you're a teacher, if you're an aide, you work in administration, transportation, any part of child education. Okay, look around, see who's raising their hand. That's who we're praying for. Thank you. We're also going to pray for the children. They're pretty easy to spot, um, most of them anyway. Uh, and some of them that we're praying for, they look like adults, but they're still kids. And they're the ones that are going off to college. So I just want to uh, say a quick prayer for them this morning. So by your heads, if you stretch your hands out to those who are raising their hands, just pray for them right now with me. I'm going to lead us. Father God, I thank you for new beginnings and fresh starts in this school year. Lord, I ask that you would bless the teachers that are responsible for molding the children that are entrusted to their care. Like a potter, uh, it creates beautiful pieces of pottery. Uh, Lord, let them mold these children to be who you created them to be. Lord, I ask that you prepare the children in their hearts, in their minds for learning. Uh, Lord, keep them healthy. Give them rest in the coming week before they start school. Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is going right now to create order in households uh, so that everything will fall into place so that there won't be too much drama and uh, nobody will be upset. It'll just be, it's our new thing, and we're excited to be a part of it. I thank you for bringing peace to the classrooms where they're going to learn. Thank you for travel protection for our college students that are heading off and abroad. Uh, Lord, prepare their rooms, their roommates, their teachers, and that new environment that they're going to go in for the college kids. Lord, I also ask you that you give our leaders and administration wisdom and how to deal with the ever-going changes uh, that's coming through uh, our government and culture at this time to uh, create a atmosphere of learning and peace uh, for our children. Uh, thank you for preparing that way. 
And Lord, I thank you that you're already building relationships, not just with kids to other kids, but kids to their teachers, teachers with one another. Uh, Lord, that uh, we've been kind of out of this loop and it's uh, getting back to the new normal. Lord, I thank you that you're already there helping to build those relationships at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So a few quick announcements before we go. Next Friday, starting at 7 a.m., Common Grounds is open again. So if you like coffee, get over there to the Brown Building over here to the west of the campus. 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., just get in here and have all that caffeine you can handle. And enjoy a relationship with one another. It's a good time. It's been closed for a little while for summer break. It's going to be back open again, so get out there and enjoy that. Also, this Saturday morning at 8 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall on this side of the building, men's breakfast. So, men, grab your sons, grab a friend, come down, have breakfast with us. We're going to have a special speaker. I don't know who it is yet, but I think it's going to be good. <laughs> and, uh, so, it, it'll be one of your brothers, so you'll get to hear a little, little bit more about him and how God's impacting his life. Uh, lastly, uh, school starting again. We're also bringing back our NCC kids. It used to be Spark. Same thing. We just changed the name so you understand a little bit more about who's supposed to go there. So NCC kids, first grade through fifth grade over here at the West Building starts August 25th. Okay? So your kids will have a place to go on Wednesday night. Have a good time. And there's a scripture for that. Psalms 8-2, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And if you want to hear a beautiful noise, come on Wednesday night. Just stand outside the door. You don't have to go in the building. Just stand outside the door and listen to the ordained praise that God is bringing through the lips of infants and children. Our life groups are going to start back on Wednesday, August 25th as well. Married couples, men's, women's. There's going to be a Bible study on Sunday mornings. A lot more about that information to come again in the future. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you that you will continue to speak to us this week as we go out of this place. We're not leaving your presence, Lord. We're taking you with us wherever we go. Holy Spirit, thank you. You go to prepare the way ahead of us. You're going to light our paths and let us know where we're to be. And you're going to speak to us and we can hear you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 